Good evening, my friends who are listening today. My name is Juan Penalefa under the School Ministry, SDA. I want to talk about a topic that is called Signs of the Times. You know, as when we... Let's look at it this way. When we make a plan to go to... Let's say we want to travel to uh, Florida... We make a plan, we put it in the GPS, we put the address in the GPS, and when we put the address in the GPS, the GPS tells us the time, how long it's going to take, how many mileage, how many miles till we get there, and they tell us, you know, where to stop, you know, like gas stations and things like that. So, same thing is, as we journey into this world, God has left a GPS also for each and every one of us to know when these times and the times that we live in, what we are expected to see, what what is going to happen in this time that we are living, and what is this leading up to? A lot of people have heard about the second coming of Christ, but as we get closer and closer to the end of time, People are becoming are becoming more and more hard, uh, hard of heart, and not believing in what God has said. A lot of people didn't believe that in Noah's time that God was going to destroy the world with water. And two thousand years passed, almost two thousand years before it started raining. So, what I'm trying to say is, my friend, that just because things uh, don't look the way they appear or because things are not happening um, as fast as we want them to happen, it doesn't mean that God hasn't forgot that God has forgotten about his promise of sending Jesus for the second time to come. That event will eventually happen at some point in time, but in order and but by the meantime that we wait, God has given us signs of the times to let us know in what time we are living. If we are still living in the beginning of time, if we're in the middle of time, or if we are in the last days of this earth. Uh, let us pray, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for your love, your mercy, your kindness. And now that we're going to study your word, may you give us understanding, wisdom, and knowledge so we can understand uh, your word. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, a father made a promise one time to a kid, to his son. Took him to the train station, and he told his son that he was going to leave, and that one day he was going to come back. But to come to come every day to the train station, it might be tomorrow, it might be a couple hours, but whatever it is, to come. Well... The father left, he gave them a hug, he gave him a hug, he gave him a kiss, and he left. And the son was so sad because the father had left. But what kept the kid going was the promise that the father had made that one day he was going to return again. And that motivated the kid to continue coming back to the train station every day. And waiting for his father. One day passed. Two days passed. Three days passed. Four days passed. Five days passed. A whole week passed. 
a whole month pass, a whole six months pass, but this kid never gave up. He kept going to the train station waiting for his father to come. His father never appeared after five years. He never appeared. Never appeared. Now, some of us may say the kid got tired of waiting for his father. And that's what most people do. Most people get tired of waiting in God's promises and they give up. They give up waiting in God's promises and they leave and they don't come back to the train station. That's just a that's just a, a example. They don't come back to the train station no more because they stop believing. But this kid knew deep down inside that his father was the type of person that would not lie to him. He knew deep down inside that his father would do anything possible just to be with him and that it wasn't his choice. It wasn't the father's choice to separate from him because the father had to go to war. And this son kept that promise alive no matter the past five years. Ten years passed. But the promise that his father made him that one day he will come back to meet him, to go to the strange to the train station every day because one day he will come back. You know, one day God told us that Jesus was going to come back. And it's been almost 2,000 years that we keep going back to the train station and waiting for him. Some of us have left the train station. Some of us don't even come back to the train station because we don't believe no more. And we have lost, we have lost hope. And we have stopped believing in God's promises. But the son, that little boy, grew up to be a man. And one day, one day after 20 years, after 20 years going to the same train station, every day, one day, his father, a train was coming. And he felt something different that day. He felt something different that day. And when the train came, his father got out of the train state, out of the train. And to his surprise, his son was waiting for him. What a glorious day that was for his son. After so many years of waiting for his father, 20 years of keep of, of going back and back to the train station and not losing hope. And believing in his heart that his father was able and that his father, when he made a promise, that he was going to keep that promise. What a surprise for that son. Reunited with his father again. Imagine if the son would have given up and not come that day. He would have missed out on his father's coming. Many find it hard to believe we are living in the last days of earth, earth history. And the Bible says in Peter's, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, it says, First, I want to remind you that in the last days there will come scuffers. Scuffers are those who mock and don't believe and, and laugh at what other people are saying, who will do every wrong they can think of and laugh at the truth. The truth is that Jesus is coming. This will be their line of argument. So Jesus promised to come back, did he? It's been 10 years, it's been 5 years, it's been 20 years. Heck, it's been almost 500 years. Heck, it's been a 1,000 years. What? Wait a minute. It's been 1,500 years. Wait, it's been 2,000 years 
and where is Jesus? So Jesus promised to come back, did he? Then where is he? He'll never come. Why? As far back as many can remember, everything has remained exactly so it was since the first day of creation. Wars and conflicts are signs of the time. The Bible says in Mark chapter 13, verse 7 and 8, I'm reading from the New King, New King James Version. It says, But when you hear of wars and rumors of war, do not be troubled, for such things must happen. But the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines and, and, and trouble. These are the beginnings of sorrow. The Bible tells us that there's always been war. There's always been earthquakes. There's always been nation against nation. But not as much as we get closer and closer to the end of time, there will be an increase of these things. There will be an increase. The more and more you get closer and closer to the end, there will be, a, there will be more an increase of these things. It says, um, Did Jesus say when the world will come to an end? In the Bible, in Matthew 24, 14, says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Now, Jesus said that the gospel will be preached worldwide to all nations, tribe, tongue, language, nationality, gender, Everyone will hear about the gospel of truth. And when that happens, when the gospel reaches its end, it says, then the end will come. Now, how my question to you and my question from you to me will be, how do we know if the gospel has been preached? Well, Jesus hasn't come today. So that means that the gospel has not been preached in all the world. The moment that the gospel is preached in all the world, that's when Jesus will appear. Men posing as Jesus, posing as Jesus will try to deceive people in the last day. And people are deceived. Let me tell you why people are deceived. Because people do not read the word of God. People do not believe in God's word. And this opens the floodgates to Satan deceiving these kind of people because they don't read their scriptures. They don't read the word of God where you can find all truth in the Word of God. Matthew 24, 23, 24 says at that time, and if anyone says to you, look, here's the Christ, or there is, or there he is, do not believe it, for false Christ and false prophets will appear and before and perform great signs and miracles, even to deceive the elect, if that were possible. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 29, and 30, 
it says, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. And that already happened to open the sixth seal. As soon as the sixth seal opened, um, there was an earthquake, a major earthquake. Then the sun did not give its light. The stars fell from heaven. Uh, the stars will fall from heaven and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. The heavenly bodies, um, the stars fell falling, the heavens were shaken, and the stars fell in on November 1st, 1833. In May of 1755, the sun did not give its light, and the moon was darkened as blood. Now, these are signs that Jesus has left to let us know that that was the beginning of the end. The beginning of the beginning of the end. Now we are living the end towards the end. We are living the final days of earth history. It says um, the heavenly bodies will, will be shaken. At that time, the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Now, it's an interesting thing. It says, at that time, at that time. Listen to what I'm saying. At that time. I'm going to say it again. At that time. Not before that time, but specifically at that time. Listen again what I'm saying because this is very interesting. It says, let's go back and read. It says, there will be suns, signs in the sun, the moon, the stars. In the Bible, in Matthew 24, 29 and 30, it says, immediately after the distress of those days, talking about um, the end of the black era, the dark ages, immediately after those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Now, at that time, when the heavenly bodies are shaken, at that time, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations will mourn. Now, let's go back and recap it for a minute. Look at the situation in which the world will be when Jesus comes. Wow, this is this is heavy. This is this is this is good. Look at the situation in which the world is going to be at the coming of Christ. There's going to be um, deceitfulness. The devil is going to deceive the world. The world's going to be deceived. There will be wars and rumors of war. This all happening before Jesus come. There will be pestilence. There will be earthquakes. There will be an increase in violence, crime. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like the days that we're living in? Um, also, there will be natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes, tsunamis, forest fires, right? The love of many shall grow cold. 
Like in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. That's the same signs. He says, like the days of Noah, so shall the son of man. That's the sign, a sign in which the time that Jesus will come, like the days of Noah and like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Does that sound familiar? We are in the bracket. Wow, this is so... Wow, 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 wow. We are in the bracket of the most talked about event in world history. Those who are living today are in that bracket of signs that Jesus left so we can know that we are towards the end of the world. The Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. The Bible tells us that Jesus is going to come. It's going to come in the bracket that I just talked about. In this time frame, in this bracket, things are going to get worse. Hunger. Um, pestilence. Tsunamis. Earthquakes. War. Rumors of war. Cancer killing. Everybody. Um, violence. Crime. Um, the days of Noah and Lot. The Bible continues. It says, what moral condition will be characterized of society in the last days? Here we go. Like the days of Noah. Like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. It says, in the Bible, it says, 1 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy, Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. It says, but mark this. When he says mark this, write it down in your calendar. Look for it. He says, mark it, mark this. There will be ter terrible times in the last day. Terrible times. Hello? What times are we living in today? We're living in terrible, perilous times. It says, there will be terrible times in the last day. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to the parents, ungrateful. Wait a minute. These are things that we're seeing, right? Let's go back. Rewind. But at, mark this. Mark this down. Write it down. When you see these things happening, you know the characteristics of society that we're living in. There will be terrible times in the last day. People will be lovers of themselves. And that means selfishness. People will be selfish. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. Lovers of money. Trying to make money. Betraying each other because a spot or because more money. Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedience to the parents, to children today. What are we looking at? Children killing their parents because their parents tell them to do the right thing. Ungrateful, unholy. We're seeing unholiness all over the world without love, unforgiving, slanderous without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, consent, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. 
having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. My friend that's listening, signs of the time. If you don't know what time it is, I'm telling you right now, the time that we're living in, these are perilous, distressful, terrible times that we're living in. And we are in the bracket of the second coming of Christ. I can't say that the disciples were in the bracket of the second coming of Christ because these signs that Jesus gave does not apply to the time of the apostles. This, so when the apostle Paul said in Romans, in Romans, um, I think it's chapter 12, he says, knowing the time that now is the time that we must wake up and smell the coffee. We must wake up out of this deep sleep and proclaim the second coming of Christ. Now, he couldn't, he said that in his time, but it didn't apply to the, his time because the signs that Jesus gave did not apply to that specific time. It applies to this time in which we are living. Now we can say it is time for us to wake up and proclaim the second coming of Christ because we are in the bracket, in the bubble of all the signs that Jesus gave for his second coming. It says an increase in knowledge and traveling is a sign of the last days. The Bible says in Daniel 12, 4, it says, But Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal it up so it will not be understood until, until the end of time. The end of time. Jesus, God told Daniel, he gave him a whole bunch of prophecies. He said, seal it because it's not the right time. It's not the t- Listen, listen. Oh my goodness. Listen to this. Listen to this. God told Daniel to seal the prophecies that God had given him because the time was not right at that moment for it to be open. He said, keep the prophecies a secret. Seal it up so, it, so that it will not be understood until the end of time. In Revelations chapter 4 and in chapter 5, we find this book of Daniel being sealed and no one is able to open this book, but there is someone who opens the seal. There is someone who breaks the seal, someone with authority, someone with power, someone who is um, worthy to open the seal and that person was Jesus Christ. The moment that Jesus Christ opened the seal, listen to what I'm saying. Oh my goodness. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm going to read this again. I'm going to go backtrack to what I just said. But Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal it up so that it will not be understood until the end of time when traveling and education shall be vastly increased. Now, listen to this. Until the end of time, when Jesus opened the seals, it started the process of end time prophecies. When Jesus opened the seal, 
It opened the end time prophecies. We're looking at an increase of technology. An increase of technology. That's another thing to add to the bubble. So what am I telling you, my friend? What am I telling you? I'm telling you that you are living in the days in which Jesus will appear. You are in that bracket. It says, what are the signs in the last days does the Bible mention? It's in the Bible. Luke 21, 25, 26 says, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars. On earth, nation will be in anguish. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror and apprehensive of what is coming on earth, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. The Bible tells us, the Bible tells us that we, first of all, is telling us that we are in the last days of this planet. Second is telling us that we are in the bracket of the second coming of Christ. And third is telling us that Jesus will come. The, the blessed hope of hope will appear one day, not too far. Maybe it could be tomorrow, maybe the next day, it doesn't matter. But he will appear. It says also another sign, talk of peace and safety are a sign of the last day. And the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 2 and 3, listen to this. For you know very well that in the day of the Lord will come, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. But if you are ready, it shall not be like a thief in the night for you. But if you're not ready, that's how it's going to be. Like a thief in the night, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains of a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. Now, I want to go back here for a minute. It says, in the last sign, another peace, talk of peace and safety in the last days. Um, climate change, that we need to unite each other, that we need to go back to the principles of, oh, church, and things like that. It says, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief. When it says that, when it says he will come like a thief, it means that he will come unexpectedly when nobody is expecting him. A thief comes when nobody is expecting him. If we knew what time the thief will come, we will be waiting for him. But Jesus said that he will come like a thief in the night unexpectedly. While people are saying and people are being saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains of a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. The coming of the Antichrist is a sign of the end. The Bible says in 1 John 2.18, it says, Dear children, this world's last hour has come. And he is saying this at his time, but now we can say it in our time. Dear children, dear brother, 
Dear sister, dear pastor, dear world, this world's last hour has come. You have heard about the Antichrist who is coming, the one who is against Christ, and already many such persons have appeared. This makes us all the more certain that the end of the world is near. What are people to do when they see these things taking place? And the Bible says, how can I prepare myself for this great coming? I see all the signs. Okay, you see all the signs. All the signs are leading to one thing and one thing only, the second coming of Christ. How can I get ready for this great appearance of the Lord that he may not capture me as a thief in the night? The Bible says in Matthew 24, 42, 44, it says, So be prepared, for you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Just as a man can prevent trouble from thieves by keeping watch for them, so you can avoid trouble by always being ready for an anonymous return or an unannounced return. Just like the, the kid that kept waiting and waiting and waiting for his father and his father finally appeared after 20 years his father finally appeared the same way with Jesus keep that hope alive because the person who made the promise is God and God is not meant to fail in his promises my friend that's listening to me I want to tell you that Jesus is coming soon and the signs are indicating his, his soon coming. What we must do? Give our life to the Lord. Accept him as our savior. And prepare for his second coming. Heavenly Father, thank you Lord for this day. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity Lord to, to get ready for your second coming. Thank you for the signs that you have share with us the disciples ask and say Lord what, is, what will be the signs of your second coming and you gave us you gave us a sign can we now be more happier than ever can we now be sure for sure knowing that we are living in the bubble of those times that you gave us and that soon your second coming will come Help us prepare. If today we didn't walk with you, help us prepare and walk with you starting today so that when you come, you can find us waiting for you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. And thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.